Hey everyone, welcome back again. This is the Two Capic Dudes podcast. Uh, this is episode number eight, and my name is Ryan Klaus. And my name is Danny Cleary. And as always, we are not priests, we are not theologians, we are just two Catholic dudes, and we're talking about our faith. Awesome. And uh, today, I'm actually a little nervous about today's episode. Um, I don't feel as as confident, but I think that's okay. Um, I don't know how you're feeling about it either, but we're we're going to dive into talking about faith and the secular world and how those two have kind of met and clashed in our own experience and our own opinions. Uh, so this will be a lot of our opinions today. And uh, so we hope that you'll enjoy the ride. Yeah. And, you know, talking about the secular world, there's going to be a lot to talk about. We haven't shared a lot about what's going on on in our lives, though. And I think uh, we'll, we'll take it just a minute and just share. You know, we're, we're coming into September right now. And that's the start of the school year for a lot of people. Uh, I'm We're not in school because, you it's know, true. we're, we're old. old. But, uh, you know, it's kind, of, it's kind of a new season for a lot of things. And so you have, I think, confirmation starting up yeah. for you. Yeah, I just started our confirmation preparation this year uh, for, for this year. Uh, we have, uh, you know, confirmation is a two-year process. And, yeah, we have our first class. We had our first class last week, and we're going to do our second class in just a couple of days. And it's, um, it's funny because I've noticed that the topic we're going to talk about today kind of affects the, the groups of teens as they kind of come in you know it's it's very different we'll get into it but uh they're very hesitant they're very shy and I just try to be on fire about my faith no matter what the topic of the confirmation class is and excited to be there and, and everything else so yeah but I'm excited about this year uh, it'll be a challenge for sure, but it'll. I'm also, you know, I'm sure every year it's a different. Uh, you have different groups, and so it changes from year to year based on oh, absolutely. You know, the kind of kids that you have in each program. Well, it's and the numbers differ too a lot. You know, sometimes you have really really huge classes of people, and sometimes they're a little smaller. And right now, I'm actually dealing with the smallest amount of leaders that I've ever had before. Okay, so it it challenges in different ways. Yeah, it changes. You have to be able to be flexible and yeah. change with. The variety of yeah. you know instances of, of the groups that you get. Right. So yeah. I'm just putting my trust in God and knowing that he'll provide what I need and give me the, the words that I need to nice. uh, inspire. So. Yeah, me, I'm starting up. I mean, we didn't really break for the summer, but my choirs are kind of revamping mm-hmm. as uh, this school year begins. And I think a lot of, uh, I know a lot of churches do break for the summer. Um, ours don't, but... Um, it, this is actually an interesting time in our choirs because we're we're struggling for members. I'll be honest, we're we're really low. So if you if you do go to our church and you are looking for that call, we need you. But again, it's it's being able to adapt, and so I'm trying to find ways, even though we only have a few members, to still provide great music and um, still be able to lift people up with what we do. So sure, being flexible with that. Uh, one final story of a funny thing that just happened this morning. I went to the allergist. I get allergy shots, and uh, la- last time I went in, I had a, I had a reaction, and so they're like, "Yeah, you got to meet with the allergist and do a whole appointment." So I go in, and they're like asking me all kinds of questions about uh, how your, your how it episode. went down my episode. They're like, "What happened?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, like." welts and stuff and I was like super hot my ears were really red they were bright red uh, my chest was all red my heartbeat was elevated I felt like my blood pressure was elevated they're like oh my gosh like what did you do did you did you shoot epinephrine did you call the doctor I was like no I just like hung out on the couch for like 30 minutes <laughs> like nice, are you kidding me really they're, good. <laughs> they're like what is wrong with you yeah. and I was like yeah and then I like worked out two hours later so um they weren't very happy with me I guess you were fine <laughs> I was fine. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Uh, and then I guess we'll also do a special shout out today uh, to my brother and our friend, um, your friend, my friend, uh, Brendan and Aaron. Uh, they just got engaged 
um, to be married. And yeah. We we're super excited for them. Ryan and I got to uh, be secret agents for the engagement and take photos and stuff with them. And uh, it was a really incredible um Really incredible evening and awesome to see them get ready to enter into the sacrament together. So um, we're excited. Yeah, congrats, guys. All right, so let's get into this uh, faith in the secular world. Um, you, you had a thought when we were when we were talking off camera that I really thought was good um, about or why you think that uh, society. We were talking about instant gratification, and maybe that's why uh, faith is dwindling. Honestly, in today's world. Yeah, our society is changing rapidly, as you guys know. Um, if you look at, you know, technology too. Yeah. Um, what do they say? It, 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 like four. It, it's four times itself every year, and it keeps growing and growing exponentially. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Our society is kind of changing at that rate as well. Um, you look at when Vatican II was going on in in the '60s, or so, shortly after Vatican II. Um, you know, our society has changed dramatically from that oh, point. It's like another world. It's an, it's a completely new world. And, you know, has our church caught up to that? That's we can talk about that in just a moment. But like what we feel as a society is everything is immediate now with mm-hmm. with our cell phones. It's amazing. Like the technology, the power of the technology that we have in our pockets. Uh, what do they say? That the tech, the phone that we have in our pockets is more powerful than all the computers that it took to get us to the moon. Yeah. Or something like that. It's the wild. technology in your pocket is like more powerful than that. Or something it's like that. absolutely wild, but, um, it's getting us less dependent on, um, our, our own, uh, knowledge and willpower and being able to, um, you know, think for ourselves. And when we have all of this readily available on the internet, you know, I was thinking the other day, it's like, I don't know anyone's phone number anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, what, what yeah. would happen if I had to like call somebody, if I lost my phone and I needed right. to call, I'm like, I, I barely remember my dad's phone number. The phone numbers that I really remember yeah. are like my childhood best friends, their, their house, phone their numbers. house phone numbers. So like, probably I, don't even, people don't have house phones anymore. Yeah. If they still have a phone, I could call their parents at their house phone. But like, I don't know any other phones because I rely everything on, on yeah. my phone. I used to, I mean, I know people that don't even know their own phone number. Yeah, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. Um, like maps, you know, everyone just uses Waze or Google Maps or whatever now. Mm. Nobody's like unfolding the thing and like let yeah. me. Yeah, uh, I, I I had a Thomas guide I think when I first Tom got a Tom. Tom. Or there was Tom, that was before that even it was literally uh, just like I forgot a, how old it was were. a book of maps um, of the of an area um, but like MapQuest was a thing too you would have to print out the directions yeah you print of where out the directions yeah um, and now everything is in your phones and so you know our society is moving towards instant gratifications not just in technology and and our phones but like everything you want stuff and Yo, you're able to get it right now yeah you can do it like you want to know something you Google it right there you can do it in your pocket you want to buy something you can do it right there's an app for that there's an app for that mm-hmm. oh, you want to talk to somebody you send them a text whatever like and it's and it's an awesome thing but it's also i think that it's i think it has shaped society a little bit and when i think it pulls away from the i think it does pull people away from faith a little bit because being involved with your faith is not an instant gratification situation you know it's a journey every day to be more like christ and to be um you know reaching for who god's calling us to be it's a it's a process and a journey it's not just like an instant okay uh boom I'm holier. I'm holy now. I'm I'm with God now. It's it's a choice we make every day in a process of growing constantly. And I think that in a world where you want everything now, it 
it does hurt it a little bit. Yeah, I th- I think it's honestly the opposite. It's the polar opposite of instant gratification. Yeah, like, you have to take time and discern mm-hmm. on on how God's working in your life, and you have to be able to to sit in silence. How many people can? comfortably sit in silence and just think and pray these days you're like and i struggle with it too you know oh, I, i'm the worst about it you know just to sit and and pray silently it's uncomfortable because yeah. we always have to have something coming at us right. we we have to even just sitting like so you say you get your car washed or something and you're just waiting the five minutes that it takes them to to dry it like uh you know back in the day what did what did you do you brought a book or you just sat and just like, or you, or, you or God forbid you, you talk to the person sitting yeah, next to you, you right? Like, God forbid. <laughs> right. And so now it's just, everyone's heads are down in their phones. Um, you see it at, at dinner with families together. Everyone is just on their phones. It's like, can we look up and realize that we're missing out on, on yeah. everyday life? Right. And this is something like, I'm, you know, I'm one of the worst about it. Like I get so trapped in my phone. It's something that I try to work on, but like I get so wrapped up in it. And I call him out uh, on it. I yeah. go, I'll I'll, be, I'll ask him a question, and somebody else is in the room. I'm like, oh wait, Danny's not here right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's tough. Um, and because it's a lot of the time, like there's so many other things that you're doing, and like you're not present with where you are in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that comes, uh, you the phone and and being so connected, uh, which is a good thing, but it's a bad thing. Is it takes away from where you are right then and there because when you have your phone, you can be connected to so many other different places at one time and you're missing where you are in that moment. Mm-hmm. Isn't, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah. And, and I, go ahead. I think it, it makes us believe that we can multitask better than we can because oh, the yeah. phone you have, you can open up four different apps at the same time. You can have them in all the corners of the screen on sure. your computer or whatever. Um, Humans are not made to multitask, but we're just inundated with so many, so many different things. You're like, oh, I got an email. Oh, let me go back to the social media feed I was looking at. Oh, wait, now something else popped up. I got a text message. And it's like your brain is just all over the place. And you again, it's that instant gratification. I can do this. I can do that. I can do this. And then all of a sudden when you go to mass, you're like, wait, I just have to sit here and I can't be on my phone. I can't do anything else. That's hard for people. Right. That's really hard to make that transition. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those things where it's tough. I think that the other part of the world today that's kind of pulling people away faith-wise and hurting people's ability to rely on their faith is um, I think that the world is more now not what can I do for someone else, but what can the world do for me? Mm. You know, like we've become kind of a selfish society in a lot of that aspect. Like everyone's worried about them and what they're going to do. And we're not worried about, uh, you know, who anyone else like uh, we are always first and i think that that you know that 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 is damaging to a faith when your faith is you know supposed to be about who can we help who can we be there for who can we uh bring in who can we what community we're so worried about the community of one that it could damage that you know yeah i mean look at we, we talked about social media social media is a huge topic i'm sure we're going to keep coming back to it sure. but when uh anytime somebody's going to post a picture on social media, whether it's yourself or your friend and you're in it. What's the first thing? Tag me, tag me, bro. Tag me in it. Or you look at that picture before they post it and you don't care how anybody else looks. You only need to make sure that you look good. And you're Mm. like, that photo is fine. They're like, everybody else's eyes are closed. You're like, yeah, but I look great. So go ahead and post that. Right. Um, But yeah, we've, we've kind of become a society about me and that's obviously that's not without exception. 
but um, it's we're, we're drawing more towards where everything is drawing in on itself because again we don't go out as much we stay in we're in our, in the box on our computers right. on our phones again when you go out into the world you still stay on your phone you're not talking next you're not talking to the person next to you at the car wash and so we're we're drawn into ourselves and what what it, it's about me always well I, yeah and I think that that is what affects like mass attendance because at least I've noticed that. Uh, I can only speak to my own parish is that mass attendance is down and you know, like I'm saying, I'm trying to be honest and authentic here. Mass attendance is down for sure. And maybe that has to do with the fact that like when people go to mass, it's they're like, I'm not really getting anything out of it or like, ah, like there's so many other things that I'd rather do or there's so many other things that I could give my time to and stuff. And I think that that is affecting when people go to mass there cause they're not, it's what I'm not entertained. What am I getting out of it? And we talked about this when we talked about our things that happened in mass. I touched on a little bit about how mass isn't about us, but like the world and society has made everything about like we, everything is about us that that's damaging, um, you know, how people go to mass and stuff. Yeah. You, when you go to mass again, it's not about you. It's about the community. It's about it's about God. It's, it's about, about worship. It's about God and worship there. And so it's about what can I give? You know, it, it doesn't right. seem like, especially if you're just attending and you're part of the congregation. Like, what am I? You know, I don't. I'm not in the choir. I'm not an usher. I'm not a Eucharistic minister. I'm I'm not the priest up there. I'm just sitting here. What am I supposed to do? You know and. Um, again, we're, we're kind of a society about being entertained and you're like, well, if I'm not being entertained and I'm not, I don't have a part in this, what is, you know, why am I here? But it's, you know, we're, we're called to pray Yeah. as the mass goes on. We're called to pray with be responsive, yeah. be responsive, participate. You're called to sing along with the songs, respond when you're supposed to respond and pray. Like there's certain points in the mass that are collects where you take all of the prayers of the congregation in that moment and you offer them up to God. Right. And it's our duty and our responsibility to be praying and present and not just space out Yeah, or drawing or, or making little crosses on uh, Palm Sunday, or whatever, <laughs> whatever, all the things that keep us distracted and busy during yeah, mass. Absolutely. Well, and, uh, on, you know, just to change gears slightly, but stay on the same vein is I've noticed it at my confirmation classes and stuff with the teens is they won't attempt to answer any questions about faith or anything like that because I think they're afraid to sound stupid. They're afraid to be wrong. I'll be honest. We were afraid to start this podcast, but because we were afraid to sound stupid, we're yeah. afraid to be wrong. We're afraid to sound, to say something that's heretical that doesn't uh, stand up to the catechism. And that's a scary thing. And we don't, we we're like, we don't want people to call us out. We don't want people to be angry. We don't want like our priest, our pastor to be like, Hey, I don't think you guys should be doing this because you're not saying what we stand for. But right. um, you can't be afraid of those things. You can't be afraid to be silenced. You got to speak your mind. Well, yeah, I think so. Because it's like, if, if everyone is too afraid to say anything, like then- Everyone just goes back on their phones. And if, and, and this goes for anything in life, especially like, so say you want to start a YouTube channel and in whatever field you're in and, but you're, you're having second thoughts and you're like, well, I'm not an expert in my field. If everybody waited till they were a quote unquote expert in their field, there would be no YouTube channels because, Amen. um, when are you, at what point in your life are you an expert on anything? Um, wait, is there a check mark? You, I did this, I did the, okay. I now, made it. I, I'm an expert. I'm an now. expert. We're always continuing to grow. And, right. uh, so we just decided to start this because we're not experts, but 
I think we're going to learn and grow together through this podcast. Mm-hmm. And um, there'll be things that we say that aren't right. And please leave it in the comments and let us know what we're doing wrong. But you can't be afraid. You got to just be able to go out there and do it. Right. And that's the thing is, I think that that because uh, going back to what I was saying, because society is so based upon like how everyone looks and your image and your how you are perceived in the world. Um, you know, the a lot of these kids are afraid to say they know anything about their faith, you know, because like maybe knowing something about your faith is lame or, you know, what? here's something that that just came into my mind. I remember that, you know, now we, Bishop Barron talks a lot about the, the biggest growing, uh, denomination of religion is the nuns. Yeah. Not like, not, not the sister nuns, right. but like none is in the check a box of, I have no affiliation. And, uh, so like, honestly, I felt like when I was younger, when you were younger, like everybody went to church, like everybody had some kind of a faith, you know, Mm -hmm. like it was more common, I think at least. And, um, now it's following Jesus and being someone who like is outwardly expressive about their faith and lives their faith and says like, no, I am a believer in Christ. And that's, this is how I live my life. Or I try to live my life with that in mind. You, we are the uncommon person. Yeah. We're like the outliers at this point. Yeah. It's, you know, even not necessarily like, not that there's people that are more like, no, I don't believe in that, but there's more people that are just like, I don't really care whether it is or not. Like it doesn't matter. I just doesn't, doesn't matter to me. Maybe there is, maybe there isn't, doesn't matter. You know, the people that are actively living for, uh, for Jesus and they're actually saying like practicing their faith and things like that. We are the, the, the uncommon and this has only happened in 20, 30 years. Right. You know, the, the Catholicism is 2,000 years old. Um, so, uh, but again, it shows the sign that everything is ramping up at incredible speeds. Uh, and we have to be able to adapt. Again, I think the, the Catholic Church is a very slow working machine. Everything works really slowly. And not saying that's a bad thing, but uh, at what point do you need to catch up a little bit? Uh, I mean... You go yeah, I, I get I hear I feel you hundred percent. Like, um it, it's hard because it's like, you know, the tradition is so rooted in our in our Catholic faith and we have to, you know, be true to that and be true to the, the teachings of the church. But I think there's a lot of things that we can do um outside of the realm of maybe mass that like could go out and get people to be wanting to come back and be involved in their faith. Um, something that's on my heart right now to share that's just coming into my mind is I think a lot of the things right now in the world too is mental health and and things like that are like the most uh, prevalent they've ever been. Like more people are suffering from it. More people are speaking out about it. More people are talking about it. Like people are searching for some kind of restoration, fulfillment, and peace in their lives. You know, like I think that the people that a lot of people are stressing, especially like people, um, you know, in their 20s and 30s are stressing so bad about life. You know, how am I going to make a living? How am I going to survive? How am I going to make rent? How am I going to do this? How am I going to do that? And that becomes all consuming and there's really no place for them to put it. So they just suffer from this deep uh, anxiety or people are struggling with depression or whatever else. Like so many people in the world today are dealing with that. And I think that's also a result of um, 
all the different things we've been talking is, about. Uh, yeah, I think it's the result of all those things. But now there's there, and depression and and anxiety and all these all these mental issues have always been a thing. But of I course. think uh, because of where technology and our society has gone, they've ramped up. But also because people have moved away from the church, there's nowhere for them for them to go. There's no one for them to put their faith in, and no one for them to, to help them get out of that rut. Well, I think it comes down to as well is our our loss of being able to connect on a human level with people. Um, going back to the phone thing is uh, when you're struggling, whatever you don't, we don't have the tools or a lot of people don't have the tools anymore. They've forgotten how to reach out to a person. You know, I know a lot of people, they're like, I don't like picking up the phone. Just text me, you know? And like, man, like ah, that's so, and you're and, missing that human connection and being able to like, for it's easy for someone to text you and say like, they're there for you. But to have someone like be there present and say like, no, no, I am here and I will care. I will literally hold you in my arms and be there for you. Like there's a very, there's a big difference there. Correct. Yeah. And you know, if someone's depressed and, and there isn't that, that person right there, they're going to just turn again to social media or, or the internet and they're just going to go, keep going down that spiral yeah. and you get know, lost in the, get in, lost. in the scrolling feed. And without, without that foundation coming back to church each Sunday and having that faith in their lives, what are they going to have? What, what's going to pull them out of it? Yeah. Um, so like, I, I think that, that it's what we as the church can do is try to be more, uh, inviting to the people that are struggling to, to welcome them. Because I think that, um, nowadays with the way that the world is and the way the world goes is I've, I've heard a lot of times like, Oh, that person's like a church person. And church people are getting labeled as like sometimes negatively as like all oh, these stuck up people that think that they're better than everybody else. Right. Um, at least I've experienced that where like people be like, oh, you work for a church. So you must think that you're you're better than everybody. And when in reality, you know, Catholics and Christians like we the beauty of uh, believing in Christ and, and having a, a home in Jesus and an identity in our faith is that we are absolutely not perfect and we can embrace that. Yeah. Uh, right. You know what I mean? Cause like Jesus, Jesus' sacrifice was not because we were perfect and ready to go. It was because we weren't because we were the polar opposite of that. Yeah. But we can, we can live in that weakness and, and strive to be better because we know we have Christ and his sacrifice and his love to get us through. Awesome. I have a lot of ideas on, well, some ideas on how we can improve the actual, you know, our experience in church to help sure. us just to help us move forward a little bit to, to help meet in the middle. But let's continue on. Uh, our topic about what we can do outside of church, as you discussed, like what are we currently doing in our lives outside of our, you know, going to mass and uh, doing all the things within within our church world that can just showcase our faith that can help other people grow in theirs. I think you have to bring your faith into everything that you do. You know, uh, I, I tell the story of to my teens all the time is don't put God in a box. Uh I think that a lot of the times when we talk about faith in the secular world, they're two separate things, right? That, that's the whole topic that we're talking about today is there's, there's you when you're not at church and there's you when you're at church, even when you, even people that work for the church, even people that, um, like, are people going to know that you're a believer in Christ if, you know, when they see you at the supermarket or when they see you wherever, um, I'll give you the example of, we'll talk, we've been talking personal life. I'll give you my personal, we've touched on it a little bit. Uh, I, Moonlight, my my secret uh, obsession and my little hobby. Obsession's a good word, but yeah. it's, obsession. It's, my hobby, my my other my other little thing that I do is uh, I'm a professional wrestler, and like you know, it's it's like a, a show, um, a live action combat show, uh, and it's 
it's a really different world than the church. Um, there's a lot of negative about it, but there's also a lot of positive about it that I found. And when I uh, got into the world of wrestling, that you have to, you play like a character, like you, you know what I mean. You play a different character you as part of the show. A, you yeah. have a shtick or a, uh, a character that you're playing. Mm-hmm. And I, when I was thinking about like who am I going to be, who's this character going to be, I was like, you know what, I'm going to try to bring my faith into this world that has that where faith is non-existent. Like there is no, like I am the absolute minority in the world of wrestling as far as like someone who like follows God and stuff. Yeah. So like I, my name, my wrestling name is Danny divine for a long time. I came out with a jacket that said Jesus on the back and like my moves were, you know, I, I, everything I did, like I pointed up to God. I did the sign of the cross as I walked out. Like I just, I was basically this character that, that was using God uh, to help him through this fight. Um, and, and I think it, 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 people, people knew that it wasn't a gimmick. People knew that you believed it. And I think yeah. that, was, that was very transparent in the, in the matches. Well, thank you. Um, well, and it was, you know, and, it, and it's, and it's a show at the end of the day, but I just wanted to bring the, there's one moment when I knew that I would, that I had done that I was doing the right thing. Well, first of all, the, the hilarious part, the joke was if anyone's seen the movie, Nacho Libre, it's my favorite movie of all time with Jack Black, where he's a luchador and a brother, a friar at the orphanage or whatever. So all the wrestling guys would, um, you know, would always laugh at me because I would do the church and then the wrestling. And then people were started, people started calling me Nacho Libre because I was doing, I was literally doing the Nacho Libre thing. Like I would go to work at the church sure, and then yeah. I'd, you know, go and do my wrestling at night. And, um, I always thought that was so funny because I'm like, good, that's who I want to be. I want to be the person that's known as the dude that does both. Uh, but I'll never forget it. The one day I knew for sure that 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 uh, at least I felt like God was with me, even in this this thing that wasn't the churches. I was walking to the ring one show, and I was high-fiving all the fans and stuff. And, and a kid that I'd never seen before, uh, I like went to shake his hand, you know, as you do when you're the good guy. And he shook my hand, and he just said, hey, I love Jesus too. And that's I was awesome. like, and I, I remember being like, heck yeah, like, cool. Cause that's, that was the, that one kid that said that one thing was the whole point of why I chose to not just be someone, you know, be Danny dangerous. You know, I wanted right, to be, right. I wanted to bring my faith to this thing that I was doing. Uh, I didn't, I wanted to be true to myself. And maybe, maybe that's the only kid that you ever affected. Maybe. And, and probably not, but if, if that was the only kid that you ever affected positively in their faith it's it was all worth it and that's well, that's amazing thing. And, and i will say this there's been a lot of time where like i've had uh, like fans that come to the wrestling shows or students that i've had that like know what i do as far as like my you know outside of wrestling and i've had people that'll message me like on facebook or twitter or whatever like hey man i'm struggling with this like do you have a scripture verse that that you go to that that you that can maybe help me with through this like i don't know anything about anything excuse me and like i've always been like yeah here you go like i'll keep you in my prayers or whatever like like i i so it's cool to have been that kind of avenue for someone like that you kind of end up being the go-to guy kind of and like before a lot of our big shows because this wrestling is is very dangerous (laughs) like we're doing a lot of these crazy stunts and stuff like that they do some pretty insane moves yeah like people get hurt and uh the owner of the the company that i wrestle for uh he would always uh want me to to say a prayer with all the guys before the show and there's more than half of them have are part of that nuns group they don't believe in nothing like they're just like hey like whatever Mm -hmm. but they but like 
regardless, like I still prayed for them the same. I'm like, I God, please keep everybody safe tonight and help us to live out this this fun childhood fantasy that we're all doing and and keep us safe. And so like regardless, I'm I'm bringing my faith even if it's not necessarily what people believe or want like into this foreign environment. Like it's easy to pray in church, but I brought it out into this world that was not where it's not comfortable. It's, not comfortable. it's, it's uncomfortable, but like I wanted to be this person was like, "No, but this is who I am and I'm going to bring it here anyway." You know, I didn't want to be like, ah, nah, like, it's okay. We don't need to do that. Like, we'll do, I'll, I'll, I I pray on Sundays. You know, someone's like, Danny, like, I know you pray. Like, will you do that? Like, heck yeah, I will. Like, that that's absolutely true. Yeah, I think that's that's really great. Praying praying outside of mass when it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like, like praying at the dinner table when you're out at a restaurant when everybody might be looking at you. Yeah. Um, either and praying, even if your server has to be like, Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> that's, an amazing, that's always an amazing moment. Um uh, let's, let's talk about this more. I'm just going to change out this camera really quick. All right. Yeah. So like when a server comes at the dinner table, right. And everybody's praying and they're like, wait, should I, should I go? Should well, I stay? Well, Is this a yeah, because I've had <laughs> friends that are servers and I know that like, they say like, once you drop off the food, it's like first bite or like first 30 seconds, you're supposed to go back and they check on your back, table. Yeah. Right. So like, <laughs> I, I've just seen four so many times. Where I'm like, everyone hold hands, and then they woke up and they're like, oh my god, and, and it's like, oh sorry, like would you like to join in? Um, but it's just so funny, terribly awkward. Um, I think, but again, like that might be an uncomfortable situation to pray at when you're out. Uh, but you do get used to it. Um, I often go out uh, with a group, and it's not it, it's not a right time to pray, and maybe not everybody wants to pray with me. Sure, um, and they're maybe all you're talking, in a mixed group of people, a mixed group, and. Um, it's just not right to pray together right. uh, for whatever reason, but I will still pray by myself once all the food comes. And you know, again, that's not the most comfortable thing, but I, some people might like make a tiny little sign of the cross. I'm just like, boom, there it is. Uh, and I'll, and I'll say a quick blessing to myself and some people might notice some people might not, but that's fine. Yeah. Um, and it's about making that effort. And again, what's uncomfortable at first will start to get comfortable and you'll get used to it and it'll just feel like natural. So, uh, on that again is, I want to say, like, don't be afraid to go out into the world, get your hands dirty and um, and proclaim your faith or just live your faith outside of church. So, for instance, uh, two weekends ago, I went up to Seattle, Portland area with uh, right. with my brother for his birthday and a bunch of friends. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Sunday afternoon and I hadn't been to mass yet. I was planning on going Sunday evening, but I needed to find a mass. And, uh, you know, we, we were still doing birthday, birthday events. Yeah, birthday yeah. events. You know, we're in our upper thirties, it was his 40th birthday. So it's not like we're going crazy, but they wanted to go out and go to like a brewery. Sure. And and you had all kind of traveled and gathered together. We were doing stuff together the whole weekend. And I said, you know what guys, like I I need to go to mass. And so I made them as we went into the city, into Portland, I had them drop me off at a church and they went out and they were, they were did whatever for an hour and a half. And then I met them, uh, and we, you know, continued on, we we continued on. But I think, um, you know, it might have been an important important moment for them to like maybe i just planted a seed that like oh wow like he took time out of this weekend when we're all doing our thing to to make that effort to go to mass right um, it showed that it was important to you it was it was yeah um but again uh, talking about going out and get your hand getting your hands dirty i think pope francis says that and he he's a great example of that mm-hmm. is not being afraid to to go out and, yeah. and, and and mix with the culture and the society. And I think it's, it's a fun analogy of, of, you know, everything kind of relates to music in my life. Of course. Um, I love to listen to Air One radio. It's like Christian radio. Sure. Um, I think there's 
there's amazing, amazing stuff on there. And where we've come from, like 90s Christian music to now, uh, I think is leaps oh, and bounds. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's stuff that's on there rivals regular well, music that you hear. There's times else. sometimes you can put on good Christian music and people are like, this is a Christian song? Exactly. And you're like, yeah, it is. Exactly. You know? uh, back in the day, it was like, it was like oh, I geez. felt like there was a filter. Like you finish a song and then you put a Christian filter on, you're like, Oh man, yeah, like turn this oh, this is terrible. Yeah. But um yeah, it's really good now. So I listen to a lot of Air One, a lot of Christian radio. I dig it, but that's not the only thing I listen to. I don't want to just like in the church, you don't want to just live in this bubble. You don't want to live just in the church and and just only pray the rosary in your in your room and um, go to Bible studies together. Like you need to go out in the world. So I listen to rock and I still like, we talked about this in another episode. I still love my metal roots. Um, listening to hard rock, listening to metal, listening to hair bands. Oh, I have a, uh, I just, I love like Def Leppard and like eighties hair, hair metal and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so good. But, um, when I listen to ACDC highway to hell, I love that song. I don't believe that I'm on the highway to hell. Right. You know, I don't believe that Freddie Mercury just killed a man in Bohemian Rhapsody. I don't, <laughs> yeah. have, I don't have to believe all the, the all the lyrics that I have, but I love music for uh, the art itself. And so just parallel that to the world is, is you can go out, you can mix with the society, you can mix with the culture and you can uh, bring your faith to whatever you have. So I go out and I actually play rock shows with some friends. We've done wedding. We've, we've been like a wedding band before. I've done cover bands at pubs and stuff. And so we're playing all these songs and uh, and I'm like the lead singer and I play guitar and stuff but I'm not believing it but I'm living out my faith in how I how I present myself how I carry myself uh, before after the show and and what I say during the show and you're standing firm in that faith absolutely like just because the wind blows doesn't mean the tree falls over correct you know like you're standing firm in your roots or in your faith and you know like you can you know be part of the world but not of the world I guess in a sense sure um yeah, I think that's awesome. Uh, well, on that same exact note that we're talking about, uh, let's I go. Let's refer. To, let's go back to Jesus. Jesus himself, when he was here doing his ministry, he didn't sit in the temple and wait for everybody to come to him. You know that wouldn't have worked. Mm-hmm. He went everywhere. He traveled everywhere with his group of friends, trying to spread his good news, trying to spread the truth, trying to spread the message. He went out everywhere. So I think that. We are being foolish if we just go sit in the church and go, hopefully people will come and hopefully people will listen. That is foolish. And that is not going to help the church to regain the people that we've lost. Like the Eucharist is enough. That's, that's like, all we need. That's, yeah, that should be yeah. it. You like, know? Like, but like, and here's the thing, you and I know that someone that loves the church and knows the church and knows our, our, our theology and our history and, and has fallen in love with our faith. They know that the Eucharist is enough. Absolutely. But if someone has no idea if I was to tell them, oh, well, just come because the Eucharist is there. I'm like, the Eucharist, what? Right. Like, that's not going to, we're, we're defeating ourselves already by almost like our arrogance. We need to go out and get them and show them the joy and the love of faith and the fulfillment that you can get in that Eucharist and help them to understand better what that is. And it's going to be messy. It's going to be dirty. Yeah. That's why we need to go out and yeah. look at Jesus. You said Jesus. Jesus literally got his hands dirty. He was All the he was time. healing lepers. He 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 put his hands in mud and water and yeah. healed the blind man. Like I mean, that's literally. But he went out to the he, world. He went out. So if you can, uh, I'll quote uh, I'll quote one of my buddies that said this the other day. We were at a, I was at a youth ministry meeting, and uh, I'll, I, my friend Daryl again. We'll quote him again. He said, "Tell me Jesus's address." And then I'll stop going out into the world to find people. Oh man! I and I was that. like, that was so awesome. I was like, yeah, like it fired me up. But it's absolutely true. Like, so when it comes to this faith in the secular world thing, like 
Here's how we deal with it. How do you live your faith in the secular world? Go take your faith out into it and stay rooted in it. And don't let it move you. Don't let the world and everything that's getting shoved down your throat constantly with the movies and the hookup culture and the, all the different things that the world has provided, don't let that shake and rattle your faith. Bring your faith into those things. Use it as a shield. Use it as a sword, whatever, to, to fight back against it. And then bring as many people back with you as you possibly can. And when you feel defeated and when you feel like the world took over and you lost, then you rush back to church, you rush back to the Eucharist and let it recharge you and go back out there again. That's incredible. I just got fired up there. We, Sorry about we that. are fired Ooh. up. I was going to say, this podcast is going super long, um, but we are okay with that. Here's the thing. We've been trying to go like 25 to 35 minutes to keep them short, but we have heard from a lot of people. There's like two two different types of podcast listeners out there. There's the people that want the 10 to 20, 10 to 25 the minutes, the quick ones. And there's the people that are driving to work that are cooking dinner, that are doing whatever they want, like one to two hour podcasts. Yeah. So uh, comment like what kind of podcast you like. Yeah. We're still experimenting with this and, format. And we also know there's a lot of people that, that some people watch us and they're, you're seeing us live on camera, but there's other people that are just listening to us too. So there's, we're, we're trying to uh, be there for all our audiences on if, different platforms. If you're watching, Today, Danny's finally got a screen T-shirt on. This says "Faith Man, not Batman," and uh, and I'm I'm rocking the man bun today. Yeah, uh, my hair's so long. People are gonna go turn into the YouTube. They're gonna be like, a "What? A man bun?" Yeah, I I never thought that uh, I'd get to this point in my life, but here I am. Yeah. Um, but, sometimes it just gets so unruly. But we are yeah, fired up but, about. Yeah, this we're topic. fired up about that because um, because man, like I love the church. Like the Catholic Church has been the biggest part of my life since I was born. You know and. Um, and I just want to see it continue to grow and thrive. And I feel like we can sit back and say like, oh, like, oh, you know, the church is just the, what are we going to do? People aren't going to come. That that just doesn't work for me. Right. And it breaks my heart. You mentioned it earlier, seeing seeing people not going to church, seeing the the, the congregation diminish every Sunday. Mm. That breaks my heart. But it, is it... Are we just going to have a pity party for ourselves and say, oh, the Catholic Church is, is dying? Or are we going to go out and we're going to do something about it? Absolutely. And that's that's what I mean. That's what I want to do. And if that means, like, go out and talk to people and talk about your faith every single day, even if it's uncomfortable. Like, you need to don't put Jesus in a box. Take him with you in everything that you do. Cool. Um, let him be there. Here's okay. So we talked about going out, and mm -hmm. we mentioned this earlier. We're going to come back, and we're going to talk about what we have. So we bring people into church. They're like, "Oh, come to mass. It's great." So what do we do when they're there? What do we do when we're there? Okay, because I know a lot of times we get people fired up, especially kids. You, you tell the kids in your youth ministry uh, or your confirmation, "You got to come to mass. Mass is mass I is do, what it's then, all about." And then they come, and they're like, "That wasn't uh, that wasn't so great." And right. that goes back to what did I get about it, or what did I get? Of course, out of yeah, it, right. Um, and we have to be able to change their mentality, but there, there are certain things that we could do to lift up our liturgies. Now, absolutely, the, the problem I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about entertainment or, or entertainment culture, and we we hinted on this earlier is that everything in our society now is entertain me, entertain me. It's coming with movies and advertisements and music, and you're bombarded by everything. Yes. Um, and entertainment, the, the, the quality. And instant entertainment. You have it on your phone. You have, People, you you know? have instant entertainment everywhere everywhere you go, and the quality is phenomenal yeah. from, from you know where we, where we came from. And so we're used to that everywhere we go. And then when we go to Catholic Mass, we're like, 
wait, where is that? Where are the lights? Yeah, where, where are the where, where's all the shinies? Where where are the videos? Where's where's all the interactivity? I don't get any of that. And I think that's why we're getting this this mass exodus of people either leaving the church or going to Christian denominations where they have all those bells it, and whistles. They have the entertainment I packages. See, yeah, I see it especially in, in the young church, man. I've seen so many people that have gone through confirmation and then they're like, I stopped seeing them. And then the next thing I know, they're like being involved in some other church an evangelical do- denomination. Cause they're like, and I'm I like, feel something. And I'm here. like, what the heck? Like, what did I like? How can I, I feel like sometimes I have failed. Like, what can I, how did I not keep you here? How did I, how did I not make our, the beauty of the Catholic church and the Eucharist more prevalent to you? Well, it's good to take that ownership, but realize that it's not you, and it's, we need to do this sure. together as a community. Yeah. But yeah, they're 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 going out and they're stealing our young kids because it's they're making it exciting. You could come in with your Pete's coffee to uh, to to what do they call it? Not it's not mass. It's uh, just a uh, worship, worship or whatever. Um, but they have the the screens going. They got lights. They have they engaging have speakers, engaging pastors that that speak like that are uh, people getting up and sharing speakers. their testimonies. They have worship bands that are unreal we might have some of the I, I have a couple friends that are in some of those worship bands uh that do just phenomenal jobs we might bring them on on future podcasts but yeah. they're they're doing all these things that are drawing the people in and we look at our catholic church and we say well we're still in our same tradition and that's fine and, and catholic church is amazing in our we're rooted in our traditions but we were talking about earlier can we like take one a little step forward to maybe like not meet in the middle but just do a little bit more so what are the kind of things that we can that we might be able to change or just you know move a little bit towards that and i'm not saying i'm not advocating for putting screens are one thing but like we don't need lights going crazy and we don't need you know dramatic worship bands and stuff like that well to a point um but there are things we can do i think that that you know music is a big part of that and i know that of course you'll always advocate for the music part but i i i think that it's a huge part of it you know there's times where music can really you know fire up your soul to really uh you know sing to god and be really present in that mass like good music can uh you know really change an experience that you're having at mass i think yeah so music obviously uh we're going to do an entire episode or episodes uh, definitely episodes literature. on music so let, yeah. i don't want to get into that too much right now but it is i in my opinion one of the most important things mm-hmm. that you could do but uh i think it's it's when you're putting your money and your resources into things outside the liturgy, yeah, maybe the, so, some of those things are important, but liturgy should be the most important. We need to get people in there and get fired up about liturgy. Right. Make the worship space beautiful. Make your... your And inviting. And inviting. So have people greet people when they come in. Uh, train your, your Eucharistic ministers and your ushers to be inviting to everyone to do a great job. Uh, make sure you are having the utmost uh, respect and importance in music and preaching and, and uh, make the environment. So make sure your, your church looks beautiful. Um, those are things, you know, just a few things. We're going to probably have episodes on each one of those, I, I would imagine, but you need to make that church beautiful and sounding great and looking great and inviting to everybody. I fully, fully agree. And you know what, this may be bold and I don't know, uh, but like, I just, I feel like I need to say it is I think that all of us, as the church, because we're the church, the, 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 that's a building that we're talking about where mass is held and mass is held in a building, but we're a church. We're the church, especially all of us that are heavily involved in, in, in our faith. Like we need to step our game up, like from choir to, uh, just people that are lay people that are involved to pastors, priests, whatever. 
we need to step our game up when it comes to the liturgies and and making people feel invited and welcome to that liturgy. And because we can say all day again, like Jesus is here right now. Absolutely. He is absolutely. That's incredible. But if people don't know that and they don't understand the beauty of it, they're, they're going to miss it. And it's our job to make it important. It's our job to show them. That's the whole purpose of, of being disciples. So we all need to step our game up. We need to step up our music. We need to step up our preaching. We need to step up our hospitality. We need to step up all that stuff and, and be better. I think the last thing we'll, we'll touch on here is... Getting so feisty today. Is, we're fired up about this one. Is talking about the Eucharist itself. And, and you, you said that a lot of people think or say the Eucharist should be enough. We don't need all those bells and whistles. We don't need the flashing lights. We don't need all the, the drama. Um, as long as we have Jesus there, that's enough. And in one aspect, yes, but in one aspect, absolutely not. Because of what you just said, we need to... We, we're one... Catholic Church, which means universal, and we need. Uh, I I I was at an event where uh, somebody it, it really drove me mad. They they said if every single Catholic in the world uh, left, and it was just me and the Eucharist, that would be enough for me. And I was I went that's, absolutely bonkers. That's basically just saying everything that Jesus told you uh, doesn't matter. Then, right, right, because like Jesus came down. For to form a community and to build a church, the Catholic Church is the church that Jesus started Himself. The church, not you. It goes back to it's not about it's not you. about you. It's not about you. And so the Eucharist, I think. Um, well, there there was this survey that just came out that said I think it was roughly sixty to seventy percent of yeah. Catholics, not just overall people. Sixty percent, sixty to seventy percent of Catholics do not believe in the real presence of Jesus Christ in the body and the blood that's of a, of the Eucharist. That's a crisis. That's an absolute crisis. And why is that? And I was thinking, and this goes back to our faith in secular society. I think. What happens is we have lost our sense of imagination. Now, I'm not saying you need to. Um, it's not imagination that that Jesus becomes uh, the bread and body. But like, I get what you're saying. Uh, like, seeing is believing. See, yeah, our faith, our, our culture wants to say, I didn't see it happen, so I, I don't think it happened. Mm-hmm. You go back to movies. Uh, mm-hmm. Look at older style of movies, like especially in the horror genre, uh, like Hitchcock. Um, okay. Or or Jaws. Look at Jaws. Jaws left so much up to the imagination. You didn't see, well, it's because they didn't have the budget then, but uh, <laughs> they, had, they had enough money for one shot with the shark. <laughs> one shot with the shark. But like what's often scarier in those movies is what you believe the bad guy or the bad thing is in the horror movies. Or you never see them till the very end or something like that. And um, in our culture now, everything is there. You see him on the, on the trailer. Well, on, you on you the, look at the, the, it just came out the clown movie. Right. He's on the poster. He's Everyone the poster. knows what he looks like. Exactly. I was like, I'm prepared. I'm prepared for that thing. Right. And so, you know, it's just not the, it's not just the horror genre, but like any, yeah, I get you. Everything yeah. again, it goes back to instant gratification, but we've, we've lost that. How many people are still readers? There's a lot out there, but like, why would I read the book when I can just watch, watch the, the movie? movie? You know, I can, I, I'm a bad, that's really bad habit of mine. Sure. Uh, and, and that's, that's hard and that's not your fault. That's our society that is driven. And myself included, I'm trying to be, become a better reader, but everything is visual. I can see it right now. I can, uh, and it's, it's immediate. And then when we go to church and we, and we're told that this is the real presence of Jesus Christ, you're like, I don't believe it because I didn't see it. That's an issue. I think that's one of the reasons why we have that 70% figure. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it's because like, 
you can tell sometimes when people that are doing mass are just phoning it in. You know? Mm-hmm. Like when the people that are supposed to be the examples of church the most and believe it the most are phoning it in, myself included. There's days where I walk up to communion like a zombie and I'm just like, okay, mm-hmm. amen. Yeah. And I'm forgetting that like the beauty of it. And uh, it's it's something I've actively been really trying to like better myself of because like Jesus deserves my best, especially at mass. And he's giving me this gift of the Eucharist. Um, and yeah, I totally get what you're saying though. Right. So that's a huge problem and it's not going to be solved overnight. No, it's not going to be solved overnight, but it's going to take us to take responsibility. We can't just, again, have a pity party for ourselves and say, oh man, 70% of Catholics don't believe in the Eucharist. Everyone's leaving. Everyone's going to Catholic church or becoming nuns. What are we going to do? I think go out and be living examples and bring them, show them how much it means to you and your importance and your faith. That's what's going to inspire people is the relationships and the faith that you're showing and living in the world. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you have to be that example to people and talk about it. Why do you like if someone says, why do you believe that it is the real presence of, of Jesus? Be able to tell them, mm-hmm. be able to explain to them, you know, what it's why. And and, you know, work on, you know, Bishop Barron brought it up and I, I, I agree with it, too, is we need to treat the Eucharist with more reverence. Those of us that 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 know the truth is go. And, and when you're receiving communion, like, are you receiving it just like a zombie in line or are you receiving it like what, for what it truly is. And for those that are Eucharistic ministers, like there's times where I've gone to mass and Eucharistic ministers just like, in the body of Christ, here you go. It's like, like, do you know what you're holding in your hands? Like, like what you're distributing the gift that you, that you have that you're distributing to this, to this congregation, you know? Uh, and I think that if we, we all stepped up our game again, if we all made everything a bigger deal, um, it might help. It would show people the importance of it. Absolutely. Right? Okay, so the the gist of this is we are not going to change this world overnight. Nope. Uh, this, this secular society that we live in is not going away. It's going to get... And it's going to keep going it's going the to other keep, direction. It's going to keep going. It's going to keep ramping up or, or getting worse or whatever whatever adjective you want to put in there. Um, and it's it's about what we can do to either catch up or to help pull them back in the other direction or to help kind of meet in the middle or... Uh, just to show people the importance of what it means to be Catholic, what it means to live a life of faith and, uh, and to not be afraid of, not be afraid of that secular society, not be afraid to get your hands dirty, not live in our little bubble, but go out there. Like you said, and, and don't be afraid to be wrong. Don't be afraid to not know all the answers and be like, I'm not going to talk about God because I don't know all the answers. You know, we can't all be, Bishop Barron, who's the most intellectual guy who can go out and be an apologist and knows all the facts and all the rich history and all the theology and he can speak, speak to anything and he's awesome at it. You're not, not everyone is going to be that way. We certainly aren't. Look, we're two guys that know not that much. Not a ton. And we've talked for almost an hour now. Yeah. But like, talk about your faith. Bring, like I said, this is not, this podcast is about faith and secular society. We're not going to change society. But what we can do is not let society change our faith and bring that faith to the world in everyone we connect with. Yeah. I think. And you know, another way to connect with the world is to connect with us on all of our social media accounts. <laughs> we talk about how bad social media is a lot of times, but, but follow, us. follow us on all of our, but all I of think, our accounts. I think that comes down to 
that's a one good thing that the church has done. There's tons of Catholic apps. There's tons of Bible apps. There's tons of uh, different platforms that you can do. There's tons of great podcasts, not just our podcast, where they're talking about faith. And use social media to use to uh, listen to those things too. I think we're talking about meeting the secular world. That's a great way to do it. Yeah. You know, um, I heard somebody advocating for making Bishop Barron the Bishop of the Internet because you know <laughs> a lot of people complain that that he is away from his his duties in his Santa Barbara region. I would argue so that I think that his work on the internet and does does more work than a lot of the bishops that are that are sitting in their regions. Absolutely. I, and and sorry if that's offensive to people but I think it's true. I think it is too. Especially it's, in the world we're talking about today. How many people can you reach, you know, traveling yeah. from one church to the other or putting out your your word on the internet for, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands of people to hear. And he's and and we talked about we talked about Bishop Barron because he and he opens himself up to such criticism because you have to be able to do that. If you're going to talk about your faith, get ready to, you're you're going to take some fire. Correct. You know, but it it comes down to do not let it shake you. Do not let it rattle you. Stand firm in your faith. Yeah. You know? So find those other uh, all those other Catholic platforms on social media. You got Word on Fire. I love listening to the Catholic Talk Show. Uh, Catholic stuff you should know is really good. Two Catholic dudes. Two Catholic dudes. I heard a lot of good stuff about that. So you can find us on all of our social ma- social media platforms on Instagram at underscore two Catholic dudes. We got Facebook, Twitter. We're trying to step that up, but please uh, connect with us on there and we might yeah. start uh, chatting more with you guys. You can follow us on our individual ones as well. Ryan does a lot of Psalms on Ryan Class Music. I do a lot of just uh, gospel reflections. I do my Monday thoughts where I talk about just things that are on my heart when it comes to faith at Danny Cleary YM. So we got Patreon. We have a couple members and we were looking for more. So please, please don't uh, be a afraid to support us financially. We appreciate each and every one of you that will be our patrons. So that's patreon.com forward slash two Catholic dudes. We thank you so much for your support. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we just look forward to keeping this channel growing, keeping the connection together. So comment on the YouTube link itself. That would help us find uh, on the algorithm. It helps people find our channel. So please keep the conversation going on there. Tell us what you like. Did you like that we went just about an hour? Would you like us to go shorter? Would you you guys to go longer? (laughs) Um, Would you like us to get more fired up? Because we we can. We can get get fired up. I got feisty. I feel good, though. I feel really good. So um, let us know what what you're feeling about this podcast. Please please, please share it with your friends. That's the only way we're going to continue to grow and reach more people. Um, share Sorry. us, share us with your favorite, you know, put the link on, on Bishop Barron's or, uh, yeah. on, uh, on all, the, all of our yeah, favorite uh, podcasts. Uh, tag but, Bishop Barron. We talked about him a lot today. So. Yeah. Let him know, let him he's know. Our, that he's we our are dream here. guest. <laughs> you know, maybe you don't have a voice to, uh, you, you feel like your calling isn't to make your own podcast or to put yourself on social media, but maybe help out the little guys out there. So we yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I, as we close this podcast today, I, it's on my heart to just to, to say a prayer, I think, on, on air. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to just pray. And, and if there, anyone that's listening or watching, whatever, please pray with us in this moment. Um, I just, I just want to pray for, for our faith in our church and our world uh, as we close, if that's cool. Is that cool with you, bro? <laughs> let's do that. All right. Um, so let's just center ourselves for a second and just in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the gift of this platform of our podcast, of all of our listeners, of all of our our brothers and sisters in Christ, that we can not be afraid to take our faith out into this world, to use use our faith as armor, to use our faith as as tools to inspire the hearts of people that have fallen away, to not be afraid to leave our comfort zones, to to fight back against what the world is telling us so that, so that Jesus is the center and our faith 
is the center, that the Eucharist is the center of our heart. God, give us that, that courage to inspire the hearts of, of all the people that, that have fallen away. We ask this in your name. Amen. Amen. Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Uh, so thank you guys for listening, as always. Thank you. Two Catholic Dudes. Episode 8. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right. Let's see you.